This is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys, today we've got a special guest on the podcast. Her name is Lada Silva. She's an actress, and she is known for her role as Eden. That is Peter's wife in The Chosen, the TV series about Jesus and the apostles. Guys, if you're not familiar with The Chosen, go back and listen to our interview with Dallas Jenkins from earlier this week. But it's the largest crowdfunded film project of all time, and I think it's pretty safe to say now that it's the most successful crowdfunded project of all time as well. And guys, if you're listening to this on time, season three is going to launch tonight. So if you're listening on time, it's going to launch tonight, November the 18th. The first two episodes are being shown in theaters. And so the rest of the season will start uh, releasing in December. And guys, you'll be able to get access to the entire thing. But it's pretty awesome that it's starting that early. But I really enjoyed my time with her. We didn't have a whole lot of time uh, to get into some different things on the show. But we we talked a lot about, you know, why she wanted to even become an actress. She didn't start up growing, here, uh, growing up here. She started uh, in Brazil and then she came to the United States. But why did she want to pursue uh, being an actress? Her whole process of how she even became. Eden of the Chosen, kind of getting an audition and then being able to kind of be moved around into that specific role what it's like playing somebody that isn't described in detail in scripture, because obviously we don't know a whole, we know that Peter had a wife, but we basically don't know much else about her. Uh, but you know what it was like uh, being on, on set with a bunch of people that didn't share her faith in Christ and how that affected her. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the entirety of the show, we kind of dig in and get a behind the scenes look at that. And, you know, we, we talk also as well about when did she know she was part of something this special? Because obviously we know now that it's wildly successful, but whenever they were first, you know, doing the first few episodes, they didn't know that it was going to become a global phenomenon. But then we talk about, you know, what the future of this series is going to look like. So I really enjoyed my time with her. I think you guys will as well. So without further ado, let's get into it. Lada Silva, welcome to Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Oi, obrigado por participar no meu podcast. Nossa, seu português tá muito bom. Okay, I'm going to be real honest with I'm you. I'm impressed. <laughs> I have no idea what you said back to me because I'm going to just be real real honest with you from the beginning. My brother-in-law is from Brazil, and I'm like, hey, I want to give her a unique greeting today. So he helped me with that. So was it okay for five minutes of practice? Kyle, that was great. I understood exactly what you said, and it was awesome. You okay. nailed it. I'm pretty sure, guys, that I I told her thank you for coming on my podcast or welcome or something like that. So yep. that's what we're going to go with. But, you know, let's kind of, you know, tease that into the first question here. So obviously, as a generic way to start, you are a professional actress. That's what you do for a living. But you didn't start out living here in the United States. As far as I understand it, you, you grew up at least part of your childhood in Brazil, but you yeah. did eventually move to the United States and then you became an actress. So we don't have all the time in the world today. So how about yeah. you give us that whole background of how you ended up here and how you ended up as an actress? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was born in Brazil. Uh, my mom got hit with the American dream like so many immigrants do. She landed in South Florida and met who I consider now my father. Uh, he raised me. He was um, military. He was a police officer as well. So it was um, after they got married, I think it was easier for them to you know, get my visa, get me to America. Um, and then just, you know, be able to just give me a better life. So, um, yeah, I'm really, uh, really grateful for my mom and, and her bravery. And um, I, um, yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to do growing up. I didn't know acting wasn't always something that I thought that I could pursue or that I was good at. I had no idea until just later in life. Um, you know, I went to college for 
Um, I wanted to be a nurse. And then I realized you know, I was good at it and I loved it, but I just felt misplaced. I didn't quite feel like that is where my calling was. I knew that I wasn't going to be super happy. And so um, I made the abrupt decision to actually leave college. And then I just fell into a depression because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I was uh, just trying to make a living really just bartending. And I was in the restaurant industry for for such a long time. That's all that I knew. Um, but yeah, I just felt like something was missing. And honestly, it wasn't until I just asked myself, like, what, what am I going to do? One of my best friends gave me the nudge and the, um, just the, the encouragement to just go after it. Like what, what was the last thing you were doing that made you truly happy? And it was putting on plays and shows and performances in elementary school. So it just mm. kind of brought me back to that. And, um, and I just was like, I'm just going to go for it. And um, I started a little bit later in life, but uh, honestly, I found my faith a little later in life too. So it's like, I can't tell my acting journey without uh, finding my faith in all of that as well, because it's a tough industry to go after. And um, honestly, when I gave my life to to Jesus, I feel like he truly spoke to me and opened doors that needed to be open and also closed some. And then it brought me to a faith-based show that's now just hitting globally and it is mind blowing. So it's, uh, I pinch myself still. Yeah. It's a pretty awesome thing to watch. And we'll certainly get to your personal faith more here in a second, but obviously uh, the chosen you play Eden, uh, that's Peter's wife on that show. And so I kind of want to know what was the process like for you getting selected to play that role, but then also Eden is not somebody that's described in scripture. So you don't exactly have source material that you can go to, to kind of get an idea. And like, did they, did they kind of make your personality Eden's personality or are you like playing Eden? Cause Eden's obviously a very sweet and kind act like, you know, person, but then also very fierce at the same time. So take me through that. Yeah. yeah when I first got the audition, honestly, even that was, um, just a God-given moment because uh, I was with a really small agency. It's kind of, you know, with the acting world, you don't quite know what you're going to get. So um, it was a, a mutual friend that saw the uh, the audition come out and she thought of me for the role of Mary Magdalene first, actually. So I uh, auditioned for the role of Mary Magdalene and uh, just loved, loved the, the, the scripts. And I was like, this is something special. Nothing's been done like this before. What an honor to even get to audition and get the opportunity. And uh, Dallas Jenkins, our director, saw it. And I think he loved it, but I think he had a different role in mind for me. So I then auditioned for the role of Eden. And that was such a, just a connection, like a perfect spiritual fit in a sense as well. Um, and the way that she was described I was like, this is me. I'm like, this could be me. A lot of times when you audition for things, you're like trying to be mm. what they, what you think they want you to be. And, but for me, it was like, wow, I, I feel like I can do this. And it, I just, I honestly prayed on it because I did, we don't know a lot about Eden in, in scripture. We, I don't even think she had a name. We just know that Jesus healed her mother-in-law. So I was nervous and I was just like, you know, I just want to Give, bring this character to life and 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 do her justice. So um, I had to dig into myself and find out well what makes me me, and uh, how can I incorporate my truth, my experiences, everything that that I am into Eden because that's all I can go off of. I I have nothing else. And um, yeah, and I it worked. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, I think 
I think that that's why people really relate to her as well, especially the women. And uh, yeah, she, we are each other. I've learned so much in playing Eden as well. So it's awesome. Well, what's very interesting about that is whenever I read through scriptural, like I, I see a lot of myself and Peter and I don't mean the good parts. I mean the bad parts. And so like, I've got an Eden like wife because I kind of have to have a wife like that. I need a lioness to kind of like help me with some of my rougher edges, but still very, very sweet and very, very kind and loving in those things as well, but not willing, you know, not willing to just let me just go off half cocked at, at all times. And so you, yeah. you mentioned several times your personal faith. And we, you know, when we had Dallas on the show earlier this week, he talked about how hey, not everybody on set is is a believer in Christ and not everybody that's on screen is a believer and all these different things. So it's interesting that you do have such a strong faith, but not everybody on set does. Do you feel like that has affected the overall product? Does that affect you necessarily? I just kind of give me a sense of what it's like to work on a faith-based project that, that is great, but you know, not everybody else shares your same sentiments. Yeah. I honestly love that. I absolutely love that. My castmates are from all everywhere in the world. They have different cultural backgrounds and experiences and faiths. And I mean, and it's still, the show has brought us together. So I love that Dallas and the creators didn't make that a thing where it's like, Oh, we only need faith-based actors. No, they were looking for the, the right people for the role. And, um, I, I believe that, that God really brought us all together and to, to make the best possible show that we can make, regardless of where these people were from or what they believe. And it's a testament because it's, I mean, here we are and the show is incredible. And I just, I love my castmates. They're my family. So uh, that has been just everything. It's meant everything because it's so rare that you get to work with people that you genuinely love and mesh with. And there's no ego, there's no, uh, you know, none of that on the set. And um, yeah, it's, I, I just, I can't believe that we're all here doing this. <laughs> well, and you're not just doing something, you're doing something that kind of what you alluded to early, earlier, Lada, is that this is a global phenomenon. And so yeah. I guess for you individually, at what point in the process of either filming season one or the release of it or something, at what point did you realize or begin to realize that this is something different? Like we're, I'm part of something really special. Wow. So I think honestly, after we filmed the first four episodes of season one, we didn't know whether we would have funding to finish the rest of the, the season. Mm. Uh, we just thought, well, we're giving this a, a shot here. We'll see where it goes, but you know, we can't, hopefully we're, uh, we're all kind of wearing our heart on our sleeves here with this. We can't get our hopes up, but uh, God really showed out and truly, came in and man, our, our fans, we couldn't have done it without them. And so to see it go from season one and then it blew up, honestly, after that was released, um, how our fan base started to grow. I think around that time was when I was like, oh, this is going to be huge. And then when you see the seasons, you see how impactful they are and how beautifully it's done. I knew that if people just gave it a shot, regardless of, you know, what they, uh, where they, where they come from or what they believe just to, to watch it and see the art and the beauty in the storytelling and telling the greatest story ever told, um, has been, wow, mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, art, beauty, storytelling, those are things that are not necessarily indicative of a lot of faith-based projects that you're going to see out there. And that's why I avoided it 
until season two is already well and out because I was like, yeah, I don't really care. But it wasn't until I saw like pictures of people from the cast and I'm like, oh, those, those look like that could be Middle Eastern Jews. It's not like a bunch of people that look like me that they yeah. kind of like, you know, make our beards a little darker and then like, yeah, let's kind of walk through. I, I thought it was a special thing. But then when you start watching it, the, the portrayals are, are incredibly interesting, but they're, they're specifically with you and with your character. There's one scene that is, it's a sticky scene in my brain of all the scenes from the show. And it's one that doesn't have the character, Jesus, uh, Jonathan Rumi in it. And I can't remember if it's season one or season two, but this is when Peter is, you know, realizing like, I need to follow this, this Jesus guy. I don't really know what's going on. And you kind of like turn your shoulder and you're crying and he, and he automatically goes to where I would go to like, ah, oh, crap, she's upset. What do I say? Like, you know, I really believe in this Jesus guy, but I got to take care of my wife. And then you turn back around and you're like, no, this is exactly the thing. This is exactly what you should be doing. And that is such an incredible scene. Like take me through that because like most people, when they yeah. cry on film, I just laugh because it's so funny and it doesn't like in the least bit make sense or is, is believable, but man, that that's a crazy scene. At least for me, it is. Yeah. That, that's one of my favorite scenes. I'm so glad you brought it up. It was uh, one of the longest scenes, honestly, for me as a, as an actor <laughs> and um, what a gift it was to go through a roller coaster of emotions. And when we're going, you know, the beginning, I'm, I'm still upset with him because we had a fight the night before. Mm. And, you know, he told me we're in debt and he's been hiding things from me. And, and you know, I'm telling him that I need him to be the man that that I that I married. And so then he comes to me and he tells me, like, I, I've decided I'm this is the Messiah and I'm going to drop everything and go. And that was to just man. It was uh, I think that everyone felt seen somehow in that scene in that scene because you want your your spouse or your your family your friends to to believe in you and to support you in in what you know in the decisions that you make that your heart is truly leading you to and so to have that meant everything to 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 Simon and it meant everything to Eden and she was like this is what I need like this is the man that I married and then you know we we end up with us kind of reminiscing about our wedding day and there's like mm -hmm. some you know some fun memories and we're laughing at the end of it so it's just such a beautiful portrayal of a marriage and just a, a beautiful relationship and how it should be in my you know how it should be so uh yeah, it's it was incredible. It's one of my favorite things. Well, all of it's real. Like every every smile, every wink, every uh, I, I guess like eye roll, like the yeah. frustration, like anyone that's been on the receiving end of an eye roll from a lioness knows exactly what that feels like. I am certainly speaking from firsthand experience. But but for for you, I guess give the audience some uh, some red meat for this season. What can fans of the Chosen, Eden, and Peter expect with season three? For season three, we are going to see a lot more um just you know I, I, the best way to describe it is that uh it's not always a, a joy joyous moments in marriage there's not always um always uh, rainbows so there's some really deep things that we dive into some real pain um some hurt you know uh just i think especially with eden she goes through um realizing you know she's she's a strong woman of faith but uh, that's not always in real life. That's not always how we feel at all times. Sometimes we feel like, where is God in all of this? Why is this going on? Um, and, uh, and I feel like he's not, uh, he's not here, you know? So, um, we're going to see a lot of that and, uh, the, the meat in that, um, the, some of the ugly. And I love when, when the faith-based project, uh, ours, especially, we are not afraid 
to uh, to write in some of the some of the really um, just just hurt just hurtful real things that that we go through in life as as humans. So well, I'm excited for everyone to see. Real life is gritty and it's dark. Look at episode one. It starts out with, you know, one of the darkest scenes you'll see in any faith-based project with Mary Magdalene, you know, being overcome by a demon and things like that. We'll make this Absolutely. the last question of the day. The future of The Chosen, where do you see this going? Because obviously we've been told there's going to be about seven seasons of this, so we're not even halfway through. Where, where do you see this going in terms of it becoming an even bigger phenomenon than it is? Wow. I think uh, I'm with The Chosen when uh, their, their goal is for us to be able to hit a billion people. And that that's a goal I think that we can attain. And I, I, I'm i just hopeful and I, I pray that that is where it's going, that we are able to, to be seen um, and just lives are changing and quite literally being saved. So that it, this is bigger than us. The show is bigger than than all of that and um i think that's really the goal we that we that we want to make that's fantastic that's all for me is there anything else you want to get off your chest ah man i'm just so excited for our audience to see season three i cannot wait um yeah we're we're excited the first two episodes will be released in theaters tomorrow and um i just i hope that people go out and see it and uh see what we've worked so hard on Absolutely, guys. On November the 18th in theaters, you can get your tickets now. Uh, you guys are, are not going to want to miss this for sure. Lada Silva, thank you so much for coming on a Daunted Life of Man's podcast. Thank you, Kyle. I so appreciate it. There you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed my time with Lada Silva. But before we let you go, we are going to do a quick resilience boost. At Undaunted Life, our mission is equipping men to push back darkness with content that forges spiritual, mental, and physical resilience. So the link I've got for you today is where you can go to watch and support The Chosen. So guys, make sure you go out and do that. And if you're available tonight, go buy a ticket and watch the first two episodes in theaters. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to the show. We do appreciate it. Wherever you're listening to this, please subscribe, rate, and leave us a positive five-star review. If you want me to come speak live at your event or on your podcast, just shoot me an email to info at undaunted.life. That's I-N-F-O at undaunted.life. Follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook and check out our website for everything else, including how to donate to keep more content like this coming your way. Just go to www.undaunted.life. And as always, we want to thank the band August Burns Red for allowing us to use their music for our content. The music on this podcast is their song Cutting the Tides, which is off their 10th anniversary re-recording of their album Leveler. The links are in the description. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Remember, keep pushing back darkness keep forging spiritual, mental, and physical resilience. Keep seeking the Lion of Judah. <laughs>